Welcome to the very first episode of the Things Mommy Couldn't Tell Me podcast. I'm your host, Beverly Wright. Today, we'll be dealing with the importance of keeping your identity after becoming a mother, a wife, a spouse, a professional of any kind, and even grown. Just to give you guys some background on who I am, um, I'm one of 15 children. I'm a mother of two. I am from the greater Pittsburgh area. No Steelers. Um, As you can see, I'm not a big sports fan, but I guess maybe we'll talk about that another time. Um, But don't hate me and don't hold, hold it to my account. Um, I like to think that I'm ambitious. I like to think that I conquer the goals that I set in front of me. Um, thank the universe for that. Thank God for that. Um, but I've learned that the things that I've gathered, the information that I've gathered throughout the years, has, has definitely shaped the woman that I am, shaped the woman that I'm becoming, And I have very little regrets. So our discussion today, the importance of keeping your identity, just a nice little sidebar, I was in a relationship for 10 years and I didn't realize until after that relationship how much of myself I had given up. Almost to the point where I didn't recognize my own self. I remember feeling like that one time before. is when I had my son. And my brother bought me this shirt that just simply said Jay's mom. And I'm like, so that's it. I'm just Jay's mom now. Like, I'm not Beverly. I don't have my own identity. I'm just Jay's mom. Not to say that being a mother is a job to smirk at. It's just nice to know that you are still somebody outside of being Jay's mom. But if you have children, you know. You walk into the elementary school. Oh, that's such and such's mom. You go to the grocery store, you see, you know, children. Oh, you're da-da-da's mom. Even adults do it, you know, just as much as the children do. So back to this relationship. I... I'm one of those women who, and I don't know if any exist outside of me, my goal at the time was to make sure that the man that I was with was happy and had very little complaints. What I didn't know is that while maintaining his happiness, I was also losing myself. We watched the things that he wanted to watch. Game of Thrones, which I actually do love now, um, but Game of Thrones, we I watched. I was into football games. Is probably part of the reason. No, it's not probably. It's definitely part of the reason why I do not um, engage in Steeler football much at all. Um, I started cooking the way that he wanted me to cook and things like that. And before I knew it. I was shaped and molded into the things that he wanted for himself without giving anything back. To this day, I don't think he can actually tell me um, much of anything 
that he has learned about me, about my drive, about the things that I like, about the places I like to eat, my favorite food, things of that nature, because everything, and it was my fault that I made everything about him. And once I realized it, I can't really say like, oh, it was too late. But once I realized it, I was already, I had already bought my home, moved my children away from him, and started over. I cut my hair off because I was holding on to my hair for him. I started thinking more clear, thinking for myself, not thinking about him first. And I have grown so much in the last three years. It was it was almost like I was stagnant because when you don't give yourself the ability to be yourself, there's no growth in that. I'm going to say it again. When you don't give yourself the ability to be yourself, there is no growth in that. So you can't grow. The person, they're happy, they're thriving, they're, you know, they're appreciative, but you're worse for wear. Yeah, granted, you're getting, you know, little things. You're getting the flowers, and you might get the occasional gift here and there. Um, maybe a couple little words of adoration, but not really... They never really delve into who you are. He didn't delve into who I was as a person. And in hindsight, again, it just seems like he wasn't concerned as long as he was happy. So that was um, my little experience in in losing myself. Um, I watch other women, how they move. And it definitely beg the question how do we maintain our identity while we are a mother while we are a spouse or a wife or you know even when we get grown people have a tendency to pigeonhole you in the space that they knew you in I have brothers and sisters who know zip about me they know that I'm an entrepreneur and I'm driven but they don't know my actual personality. And it's because who I was to them was 16-year-old mean bad. I was running around fighting. I was, you know, I had the smartest mouth. But now I'm, you know, more or less use my words for good. I am everyone's biggest cheerleader. But if you don't get to know me in that aspect, if you don't, take the time to understand the people in your life who have grown up and you know build new relationships because you have to build new relationships inside of your old relationships and if you don't do that again there's no growth so even with you know family and friends you have to establish the ability to teach them who you are establish the environment for them to learn the new bad the new you the new you know whomever and if we don't give them those boundaries if we don't give the people in our lives those boundaries uh, we fail um, the relationship 
good, better, and different, we feel the relationship, I feel. And now this is not to be any um, end-all, be-all. I'm going to give you some advice. I'm not a, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm a mental health advocate, big time. Um, but we need to know and understand the things that hinder us from growing in our interpersonal relationships and not being able to maintain our identity or even grow in the identity that we have already. Um, it, it just destines us to be stagnant. It, it keeps us in a box, so to speak. Um, I definitely want to talk about how to overcome the ability to be stagnant, um, the ability to lose yourself, the ability to uh, keep your identity, do things that you want to do, be absolutely selfish a couple times a month, once a week, you know, three times a month. Do something that is absolutely for you. If you have a hobby, etch time out of your schedule to make sure that you work on your hobby because it's something that gets your endorphins going. It makes you happy and it helps you to stay in touch with the innermost creative part of you. Um, Definitely spend time alone with yourself. I know that's difficult when you have a spouse and and children and a job and they have demands on you life just has demands but etch some time out for yourself to find out who you are because we are ever-changing beings I am certainly not the person that I was three years ago and thank God for it um figure out what you like to do outside of your friends and your family and your job you may be a cross-country skier at heart and have no idea. I am currently working on expanding my mind in that, in that way. Because for the longest time, because I became a mother at 20, I was pregnant at 19, became a mom at 20, and everything became about my son. Me and his father didn't work out. Six years later, I ended up um, with in a 10-year relationship. And it became about my son and my boyfriend. So never was there a time where things were just about me. I worked. I worked a lot. I went to school. I did that a lot, too. Um, I currently hold two degrees in science. I, I wrote some books. I'm finding out that I am truly an author, a creative in that way. Um, I'm an author at heart. And I couldn't be more happy for figuring that out. I have a book that's coming out. It's called Lima the Lime Green Bear. It'll be in Barnes & Nobles on Amazon. It's available for um, sale right now at authorjudygray.com. Yes, that is my pen name, so I will take that. Um, And you can purchase it. It's a mental health awareness book for children. Um, It's geared towards opening the 
channels of communication between children and responsible adults in their lives so we can be more aware that children suffer from depression and bipolar and schizophrenia and things like that. It's not made, it was not created to be a diagnosis form. It was just made to heighten the antennas of the responsible adults around the children. So, my shameless plug. However, um, but yeah, find out who you are. Find out what it is that you like. You know, do you enjoy manicures? I told myself for the longest time, oh, I can't, you know, get manicures. I can't you know do spa all days it's so selfish of me it's important to be selfish sometimes not all the time especially as a mom it's important to maybe have your favorite snack stashed away it's important to you know have a little she shack somewhere or she shed um a diva den if you want to call it that um and it's just as important for us to have those little spaces to hide away just as much as it is for a man and I advocate that every man have some sort of I don't care if it's a closet have some sort of man cave in a house my dad had one always had one in every house that we I feel like in every house that we lived in he just had a nice little area that was to himself where he played his records he smoked his cigarettes he watched his tv um because unfortunately I found out that a lot of men don't do well in domestic settings I don't know if it's the hunter-gatherer in them if it's some innate quality about them but whatever man I end up being with whoever the universe blessed me with to be my husband he will undoubtedly have a man cave because all that tension that builds up from working you know, building companies, dealing with me. He needs to have a place that ain't the bar. He needs to have a place that's safe and he is comfortable being himself. So he knows how to maintain his identity. That's that's important, ladies. Um however I digress on the on the um man cave part. But you know, do some things for yourself. Take a walk if that's what you deem important. Keep a journal. And then go back and read the journal every couple months. See how you evolved. Maybe pick up a book. If you don't like actually reading books, audiobooks. I found out over the course of time that I absolutely love period pieces. Now, I say period pieces, I'm talking about, you know, London in 1859, where, you know, women were wearing corsets and, you know, being all grand and you had to have a calling card in order to be at someone's home. Things like that. I had no idea. I mean, and they're, when I say period pieces, I'm not talking about, oh, just Pride and Prejudice. I'm talking about, like, the most romantic novels in the history of forever, and that's probably why I'm a diehard romantic. I am a, um, a hopeful romantic, as my cousin would, would correct me. I'm not a hopeless romantic, hopeful. Um, but, you know, dive into some new books, play some new games. My son absolutely loves gaming. 
I couldn't stand gaming growing up. I was not good at it. But what I have found out is that if you have something on your mind and you want to run from it just for a little bit, pick up a joystick, get into some Mario Kart, some racing games, something that is just going to, you know, take your mind off of things for a little bit and see how that goes. See, meditate, figure out who you are on the inside, figure out what makes you laugh, figure out what makes you cry. I remember having one session of meditation and how I meditate. Um, I've never seen it done, but it feels right to me. I have a canopy over my bed, um, just a veil, like a veil canopy, and I close the veil. I only keep my pillows inside um, the veil with me. It's circular, so I close it. I close it in my little circle. You know, I take seven breaths in, like a, a deep breath for seven counts. Hold it for one count. Exhale for another count. And I remember reading or hearing in my audiobook um, that you should find a place on your body that feels like home, but it can't be your head. So I decided that my heart was going to be my home. And when the minute I decided that in my meditation, I realized, and I'm, I'm tearing up now just speaking, that my heart is my home. Um, I realized how many people I allowed into my home. And I allowed them to abuse my home because I didn't take very good care of my own home. So, uh, a thing that I have decided, not as a resolution or anything like that, but I've just decided that I must take better care of my home, meaning my heart. Because if I don't, people will continuously um, infiltrate uh, and destroy whatever little boundaries you think you have <clears throat> if you don't fortify if you don't fortify the walls of your home it's just like honestly going into somebody's home and you see, you see it is dirty so you're not going to have the utmost respect for their home but you go into somebody's house whose house is immaculate you're not going to just put your coat over the chair you're going to ask them can you hang it up you're not just going to throw your shoes anywhere you're going to ask them where they belong so figure out what your home is in your you know in your body i digress with that but i'm in meditation and i love meditating it um it does so much more than bring peace to my life. It has brought a lot of clarity. Um, it gives me the ability to listen to myself and also listen to the people around me. So that's one thing that I have discovered about myself that I do enjoy and everybody's not going to understand 
when you start if you decide to start meditating because of course you know you have people who have their ideas of who you are and what they want you to be and they keep you in those pigeonholes so just a little anecdote I was at the person's house I was in a relationship for 10 years with and this is post post relationship and they for lack of a better term caught me meditating and I was using guided meditation by headspace and there's this little you know um English accented fellow on there and he's like and feel the feet your feet against the floor and feel your hands on your legs and yeah that's my worst English accent (laughs) but he walked in on me meditating in his in his home space and he didn't understand it and he ridiculed me so bad that it, it scared me out of meditation for about seven months if not longer and it was like wow I really allow him to destroy something that I deemed um, powerful and useful and soothing. It actually helped me to not cuss him out on a regular basis. And it was for me and I allowed him. I allowed him to take that from me. So um, we have to be careful of the things that we hold dear to us because they are for us and if we let too many people you know destroy or in not destroy but we allow people into the things that we deem sacred for ourselves we will undoubtedly allow them to come into our homes take a crap on the carpet and wipe their behinds with the curtains so the new things that you're finding out about yourself hold those things dear because when it's all said and done and the house is quiet and your kids are asleep and your husband is in his man cave or he's watching a game it's just you and you have to be able to rely on you you have to be able to choose call on the things that you deem exciting and you deem fulfilling and don't allow anybody to taint that for you because they will and they will just you know walk on by after you you're left in shambles picking up the pieces and they'll just look at you like I mean I didn't think it was that serious but hold on to your identity because it's important as just as a person you know you don't want to just be John's wife you don't want to just be Jay's mom you don't want to just be the girl that you know the receptionist at the job you are a person you are important the most important person that you have to be it's like you have to be important for yourself that's just the bottom line you're important for everybody else you have to be important for yourself i'm about to wrap this up i have about hmm, a little less than seven minutes and 
I just wanted to say thank you guys for joining me on my very first call. Not call, good lord. Thank you guys for joining me on my very first podcast. Hopefully I can start getting guests to uh, appear with me and share ideas. Because technically I'm just sitting here talking to myself. Isn't that to be? Not really. Um, But I do enjoy sharing information. I do enjoy feedback. So if you feel as though you want to leave a question or bring up a topic that you want to expand on, feel free. There is a button that you can click to leave messages for me. If there is a song you want to hear, I will learn how to put it in the background for you guys. If there is someone who just really wants to talk and vent and maybe get an outside opinion and perspective. Again, I'm not a mental health professional. I am a mental health advocate. Maybe I can link you up with somebody. I have um, quite a few therapists that I know personally. If you want those um, connections as well. Um, but do not do not lose your identity. Find out who you are. Even if it's been some years and people are going to complain. You're not who you used to be. I am not supposed to be. And shame on me if I am. But don't lose your identity. Learn yourself. Grow. Evolve. Involve yourself with yourself. And gather that balance because you can't be too selfish when you're a wife or a spouse or a mother. Um, But it's been real and I appreciate the listening.